0: Life Audio.
1: Are you concerned your child's current education won't give them the skills necessary to succeed in any area of life? Consider homeschooling with Classical Conversations. By applying the classical Christian model of education, the Classical Conversations curriculum encourages students to learn how to learn and how to think for themselves so they can adapt to every challenge life throws at them. Join the over 50,000 families in 50 countries who have chosen to educate their children with Classical Conversations by visiting classicalconversations.com forward slash compared to who. Hey, friend, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to my intuitive eating coaching call, and I'll explain all about what that is in today's episode. But before we get started, a couple quick things. The burden of better and compared to who are still on sale but just for a couple of days 99 cents for compared to who 2.99 for the kindle version of burden of better go to amazon and go to kindle and grab these ebooks cheap i hope you'll do it because i think they will really encourage you and after you do leave a review that helps other people find those books okay let's get right to today's call where my friends aaron and charlie help me navigate intuitive eating The pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey, welcome to the Compared to You show. I'm Heather Creekmore. I'm glad you're here today. Today, you are joining me for an intuitive eating coaching call. And some of y'all are like, what does that even mean? So we're going to start there today. My coaches are Charlie Hayes and Aaron Todd of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women podcast. You're going to want to go check that out too, but they are experts. I don't think it's too big of a word (laughs) in, (laughs) in the realm of intuitive eating, which is a little bit, maybe countercultural to all these messages we get all the time, flipping through Instagram, television ads, you name it. We are bombarded with messages about how we should eat, how we should exercise, what eating and exercising that way will make our bodies look like. All these messages are always coming at us. And intuitive eating is really a more, I would say, natural way to interact with food. Shar Aaron, like fill in, fill in what I missed there. What what is intuitive eating in a nutshell?
2: Yeah. So intuitive eating is a set of principles that really outline, as Christians, we believe, the way that we were created to eat um, and move and be in relationship with our body. So intuitive eating isn't a Christian set of principles. Um, it, it's a set of principles, uh, made by a couple of dietitians that just really highlights that our bodies know what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and that we can trust our intuition with food and body and movement. And as Christians, we know, um, that we can trust that because mm-hmm. we were created by a good God that gave us, um, the systems in place to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what we've been doing in these calls, for those of you who are brand new to these calls, and it's been a little while, our schedules have been a little cray cray all around. So it's been a little while since we've been able to do this. You can go back and listen to, I don't know how many of these have we done, you guys. Maybe we've done like 10 or 12. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of calls like this, that, if you're brand new, you can go and listen to on the show from the last like year and a half or so. So today I want to bring you my problem <laughs> um the thing i've been wrestling with is this whole concept of discipline And I mean, I've had conversations on the show before. So if you're, if you hear discipline, you think self-control, like, please go listen to the episodes I did with Amy Carlson about self-control, because I think as Christians, we've made that word self-control into kind of like a, a diet word, (laughs) um, into like a, I can not eat the things that my diet tells me I shouldn't eat that kind of thing. But as I think about this concept of discipline, right? Like discipline is good, right? Like, like. You don't want to be undisciplined. We Mm -hmm. discipline our children because it helps them, you know, grow and change and develop the way we, you know, think they should grow, change and develop. And, you know, scripture tells us that God disciplines those whom he loves, right? So there's another famous passage verse about discipline. And so I think one of the hardest things for me when it comes to intuitive eating And this is probably a throwback to the many decades I spent dieting. Right. But it's thinking about like, at what point do I need to enact discipline over my hunger? Right. Like, like at what point is my hunger too much or inappropriate or, or is my hunger for certain things? Right. Because, and intuitive eating I've got freedom to kind of eat whatever I think will satisfy me so at what point have I crossed the line into being undisciplined
2: Eric mm-hmm. you want me to go okay go ahead yeah start yeah. us off give
0: us a dietitian perspective yeah <laughs>
2: well you're gonna think I'm going down a rabbit trail here um, but this is important. You talked about how we discipline our children and how God disciplines us. And Heather, I know you pretty well, so I think you can answer this question. Um, tell me about how we discipline our children and um, what that looks like. Mm. What makes effective discipline with your children?
1: Mm. Oh, sure. Like my mind just skipped ten steps ahead to probably where you're going, <laughs> and I love it. Um, so you know it's interesting uh, so this is this is gonna be a bigger answer, mm-hmm. but when I first started, so my youngest is almost twelve, and my oldest is almost seventeen now. Whoa, that makes me feel really old and strange. <laughs> but that when I first started disciplining, like when you know when our oldest was You know, in the stage where he needed some shaping in that arena, right? Like, no, we don't throw the sippy cup on the floor 172 times, you know, those kind of things. Or no, we don't touch that, or we don't run in the street, those kind of things. Um it was more behavioral behaviorally motivated, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I am disciplining him to get the behaviors that I want. And as he and they, because there's four of them, as they got older, I started actually digging into it's um, Ted Tripp's shepherding a child's heart book is fantastic. Okay. If you're a parent out there, you need to read this book mm-hmm. before <laughs> before you discipline your kid ever again. Mm-hmm. But But really incorporating the gospel into how I discipline and realizing that it's not for behavioral change. It's for heart change, right? So I discipline my kids so that they can, well, be obedient to the Lord, right? So they Mm -hmm. can be, um, so that they can have their hearts turned towards him. And so they can see, you know, what he likes, what he doesn't like, you know, and hopefully, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not always perfect at modeling that of Mm -hmm. course, but, but it's really not for behavioral change. Discipline isn't it's for heart change.
2: Yeah. So how does that relate to your relationship with food?
1: Yeah, so I as yeah, so as I'm connecting it, right? Like I think my discipline around food feels like it's behavioral right? Mm -hmm. I need to train myself. And that go probably goes back to dieting, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like you have to train yourself to only eat 10 chips or, you know, like what, whatever the, the Mm -hmm. metric or the nuance metric was from whatever plan. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not about, it's not about having a healthy relationship with food.
2: Yeah. It's about rules, right? Yeah. That thought process kind of aligns with diet culture in I can't trust my body. I can't trust my hunger. I can't trust my ability to know when to eat and when to stop and how much to eat and what to eat. I need to discipline myself to follow a set of rules of the right way to eat. Behavior modification.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about this more right after the break. Are you tired of constantly telling yourself, I shouldn't feel this way? Yet so many of us guilt trip or gaslight ourselves instead of working our way through those complicated feelings. You should be a good friend, even though you feel hurt by past betrayals. You should be content, even though you feel lonely or unfulfilled. We've all been there, haven't we? But what if there is a way to reset these toxic mental tapes that sabotage our days? In her groundbreaking new book, I Shouldn't Feel This Way, Dr. Allison Cook encourages you to not just silence those thoughts but actually come face-to-face with them. You can find emotional freedom. Learn to see through the haze of conflicted feelings and move forward in your life with confidence. Pairing biblically sound principles with over 20 years of research and clinical practice, licensed therapist and best-selling author, Dr. Allison Cook, guides you through a practical three-step process to find the freedom you crave. Change starts when you finally stop beating yourself up for the way that you feel and say, you know what, I do feel this way and I can finally do something about it. Take the first step towards clarity and peace today with I Shouldn't Feel This Way by Dr. Allison Cook. Available now wherever books are sold.
2: I would argue that discipline for us with food in this culture is choosing not to fall Mm. into that trap of doing all of those rules, but trusting the body systems that the Lord gave us.
1: Yeah, that sounds really scary, though. Yeah, you know. and I so I was actually listening to something this morning on trauma. That's that's my new rabbit trail that I've gone off on. But talking about how you know, and, and, and trauma, just to put a definition to it, lest someone think you know, I mean something more than I do. I mean, trauma being any little thing that has been a deal in your life that has caused a response that maybe you're not even aware of it caused. So like, you know, it doesn't have to be the big traumas we think about. It could be mm-hmm. smaller traumas and, and just how experiencing that does disconnect us from being able to trust our bodies.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. Like and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, as I've been doing intuitive eating for, I don't know, 18 months now, I really do feel like, I'm able to trust more, but it's almost, it's, it's like a relationship. <laughs> with, not with my husband, that would not be a good characterization, but it's like when I dated, right? Like, like, you know, when you're dating someone, it's like, I trust you. I trust you. And then it's like, they do something. You're like, Oh, well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not trustworthy anymore. And I feel like that's kind of how it's been with food. It's like, Oh, I trust you. I trust you. Oh, we're doing good. Okay. Oh yeah. My body's okay. This is good. And then like something will happen and you know, maybe I'll eat all the things or, or just whatever. I ate makes me, you know, not like the way I look the next day. And I connect those two, not in the same they should be connected, but, but I connect those two because that's where my brain goes. I'm like, Oh, body, sorry. You're not trustworthy anymore. <laughs> now I need my friend discipline.
2: Yeah. So, you know, what was so good there too, is you really brought it back to behavior modification again, like, you experience something. So if we're talking about trauma, right? Trauma is anything that's like too big, too much, too fast. It doesn't matter what it is. If it felt too big, too fast or too much for you and you didn't get to process it, it creates trauma. And so that's housed in your body. You didn't process it. And now something else pops up that feels too big, too fast, too much. That's kind of related or brings that back up. And now you are outside your window of tolerance. So this Mm -hmm. means that you have kind of lost control of your nervous system. Mm -hmm. You're in a place of being in fight or flight. Uh, You feel very overwhelmed. You feel unable to kind of get yourself back into like calm, collected zone. And one of the ways that we create like a faux window of tolerance or a fake like I'm okay is with controlling our eating or exercise Mm. behaviors or um, eating more or like getting comfort from food or getting comfort from controlling food, whatever that looks like. So if you experience, Heather, something that's too big, too fast, too much, and your response is to eat all the things, then you're like, I can't trust my body. This is out Mm -hmm. of control. Like what's happening here? Um, I'm going to go to behavior modification. I've Mm got to train myself to not do this. Um, and we're ignoring the heart issue. Mm -hmm. We're ignoring this thing inside of you that experience something that was too big, too fast, too much that needs to process that maybe you need to sit and be sad with God, maybe you need to lament. I don't know, maybe you need to repent. I don't know what that looks like. But there's something, some processing, some heart issue that needs to be worked out so that you're, you can get back in line with your body and attuned to it, and kind of walk out that this is all embodiment. Mm -hmm. And if we're disembodied, from years of dieting or trauma or any of those things, it is certainly going to feel like you can't trust your body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I'm thinking about the episode I did um, a few weeks ago now after going home, um, which home isn't really the right, uh, going, going mm-hmm. to where my parents live. <laughs> um, and um how much got brought up then. And then just the strangeness of like just simply coming home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, oh, if this, you know, it feels like it, it lifted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's a that's a reality for a, a lot of people too. I, you know, I've seeing it on Facebook our groups and such, you know, like I go home and all of a sudden, I feel like I can't trust my body anymore. All of a sudden, I find myself eating like all the things, and you know, so I, I yeah, I, I see, I see that connection. But what about the person? So, us, we, we dieters, right? We're black mm-hmm. and white, all or nothing thinkers. So, if someone is listening today and they want to make the argument, like, yeah, but like, what if I always eat all the things? Like, what, like at what point, like that. It's obviously unhealthy to always eat all the things, (laughs) you know, like what, like, don't I need discipline? Isn't that the answer? More discipline.
2: I will say that there is often a season that you are going to eat all the things, Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, there's so many things. The more, you know, Heather, the more this gets complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Like I used to be able to say like, this is why you're eating all the things. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, well, Heather, there could be like, I can think of 25 things of why yeah. the person might be eating all the things. Yeah. Um, But I will tell you that it's like the, like creating r- rules around food and exercise and whatever to give yourself discipline. This behavior modification is putting a bandaid aid. On it it's the same thing as like behavior modification with your kids. You might stop the behavior for a little while, but you're not changing their heart, yeah, so the discipline like real discipline in this area is choosing to do the work mm. to walk through what asking what's going on right now um getting into counseling working with someone on intuitive eating if you're currently eating all of the things and you don't know why and you don't know what's going on like let's get to the heart issue yeah. of what's happening um
1: yeah and could you could you also say eating all the things or not eating all the things you 100%. know overly restricting just either side of that coin yes
2: yeah 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 so I just, I, I think about like people can discipline with like shame. Mm. I've just think like inadvertent, like on accident, right. I've totally done that with my kids. Like, Oh, what were you thinking? Oh, just, Mm -hmm. it's just a responsive. And I see the, like the shutdown, the sadness, the fear That's not helping them grow. That's not Mm -hmm. changing their heart. That's making them like shut down and be afraid and pull away. Um, And that's what we do in diet culture. That's Mm -hmm. the voices that we're hearing in our heads of this. Like you are out of control that like all that shame and condemnation that's happening. And that's what's pushing people to this. Like I need discipline. I need Mm -hmm. none of that's from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the Lord speaking to you? And if he's pulling you into some discipline, Mm -hmm. like he, it will be gentle and it will be loving and it will be full of grace and he'll give you what you need for that discipline. Um, But it's, it's often not going to be like to only eat a certain amount of chips. Right.
1: Right. Well, and no one's ever shamed themselves into being healthier. no, right? No, like that's just not a thing. No. <laughs> I'm no. so filled with shame, but look how healthy I am.
2: Wait, no. yeah, I think <laughs> so. I think about like there are well, I don't know if we want to go there today. Aaron, do you have thoughts before I go there today? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I kind of want to hear you go there, but I, <laughs> I was gonna chime in with like, I think there's like a foundational thing that we haven't said yet. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just in like, it's in the framing of your question, Heather, like, where do I cross the line? Mm -hmm. Like, at what point do I need this discipline over my hunger? And like, I'm just like hearing my my righteousness is coming from my eating. Mm -hmm. That is a core belief that is from diet culture and not the Bible. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if we're trying to obtain worthiness or love or status um, by how we're eating, we're never going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's not how you get that. That's not biblical. And so I think even wanting to know where a line is and Mm -hmm. wanting to know where am I right? Where am I okay? Like that is a red flag from your heart Mm -hmm. that there is a lie in there. That is poisoning how you're thinking about food and body and worth and probably a lot of other things.
2: Yeah. And just that idea that we need to discipline our hunger is diet culture. Yeah. Like I'm not seeing there's any room for disciplining your hunger in intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. What I was going to say is like, there is room for discipline in gentle nutrition Mm -hmm. and in joyful body movement um but it it all comes back to like what's your heart Mm -hmm. why are you doing it um what does it feel like what like what's surrounding that right like i would say i am in a season of like practicing discipline around Mm -hmm. joyful movement whereas like i am prioritizing it Mm -hmm. i am making myself walk away from working on the computer to move my body those kinds of things i believe like i'm disciplining like the stewardship of my body mm-hmm. but it doesn't i it's not earning me anything it's it has nothing to do with my worth and value i'm not doing it to like make my body look a certain way i'm doing it because like i have this conviction from the lord of like hey your body's a gift that i gave you And you really know how to take care of it, but you're ignoring that to like do this work. Yeah. How about we steward your body a little bit? And that's like having some rest and some movement and, you know, whatever those things look like. So there's discipline for that. And I would say that for a lot of our listeners, for most of our culture, like I said, discipline for them would be doing intuitive eating, trusting Mm. their body, and not caving into creating more rules and limits and lines with food and body.
0: Discipline might also look like working on your thoughts and your beliefs Mm. and kind of managing the content that you're taking in as well. Because like the behavior modification alone is just scratching the surface. Like we've been saying the whole conversation is you got to get at the heart And what you're feeling and believing in your heart um, starts with, like, what you're thinking in your head, what information you're taking in. So it's like if you're not uh, really disciplined about your time in the Word and your time in prayer and your time in relationship with other believers that are going to pour into you and speak truth to you, um, like, that might actually be the discipline you need. Like, intentionally working on something that has a purpose that's in line with God's will. That's what I mean when I'm saying discipline. Like, moving in the direction of that, not moving in the direction of getting what I want. Yeah. Or getting what the world tells me I should have.
1: Yeah. Well, I think about the whole, like the phrase that came to my brain and I don't know where it's from. It's probably from a diet ad is control your hunger, right? Like that, that is a catchphrase. And, but yet, like I think about, the way it's taught in the church. So often where it's like the I think it's in John 1, but it might be First John. It, I think it might be First John. Um where it talks about the lust of the flesh, right? And and so hunger feels like kind of a scary thing. Like oh it's a mo- like you know like lust. It's a monster. Unless we control it, it's gonna get out of that's my scary voice. Unless we control it, it's gonna get out of control, it's gonna get you. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And 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 that, I don't know. It's been it's been so indoctrinated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even in church, that like hunger's gonna get you. Hunger's gonna take you down. And then it's like you really think about it, it's like, well, okay, so the only thing, only way hunger could really take me down. I mean, and I'm just talking hunger. I'm not talking like alcohol or any other like vices, if you will. Just hunger. The only way hunger could take me down is what? Like weight gain. I don't, you know, like, is that the end of the list? Um, (laughs) So, so to be afraid of that is, is a whole other episode, but I don't, it's just so nuanced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think actually going back to what you said earlier, Shar, I wanted just to like kind of commiserate with you <laughs> in a way. Like I think about all the oversimplified ways I've judged other people on this. And Aaron, mm-hmm. you and I have talked about this offline, right? Like, I mean, if you if you had met me ten 10 years ago, I wrote compared to who. Like nine years ago now, if you had met me ten years ago and you were like, "Hey, I'm struggling with my body," like you know, like I want to look better, I want to feel better, I would have been like, "Okay, here's the seven things you need to do." Like we're going to start working out, we're going to start doing this exercise. You're going to stop eating this food, and I would have like, I would, I have, in fact, if you're listening, I'm sorry (laughs) If if I know you and I gave you that advice, and now I see it's so much more about the heart. And it's so much more nuanced than that. And I just wonder to what degree, like all of us, I'm talking about you, my, my listener, viewer, friend, like all of us need to just kind of take a step back and be like, wow, maybe I don't know how other people could change the way, (laughs) change how their body Mm -hmm. looks. Like maybe I don't know if they're eating the right right things or the wrong things or exercising right or wrong or like maybe I just need to keep my eyes on my own game and make my relationship with food and exercise just a heart thing between me and God Mm -hmm. and keep my eyes on him alone like that's kind of radical though
2: yeah yeah well Jesus told us that following him would be radical it's true (laughs) (laughs) he was pretty radical Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
2: yeah i just i'm thinking of you were just talking about like how like our hunger is gonna take us down um and i'm just like man you know what's taking us down everybody fighting their hunger Mm. like if you just let your hunger be hunger and you ate when you were hungry and like went about life that food was just food what what time and space and energy would that open up in your life but we're spending so much time trying to control our hunger and fight our hunger and follow the diets and that's like giving into the flesh right Mm -hmm. of i need to control this and i want my body to look a certain way and whatever those things are yeah um it's it's the way the enemy is distracting us from what god wants us to be doing
1: yeah, I absolutely believe that. Would you mind fleshing that out just a little bit more, though? Like for someone that's like, wait, what was she saying? Yeah. Like,
2: yeah. we gotta just eat when we're hungry. Like, can you can you give give more meat there? Yeah. Yeah. So your body, believe it or not, you guys, your body knows when you're hungry and when you're full and how much food you need and listen i'm a dietitian i know how to do like six different equations to calculate how many calories a person needs da 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 da, da. it's all just a guess it's a very rough estimate of like just you know us trying to understand There's situations like in a hospital, somebody's on a tube feed. I need somewhere to start. I'm Mm going to calculate this calculation to try and guess how many calories they need. But that's what it is. A guess. Best guess. And of all the people I've worked with in eating disorder recovery, in a hospital situation, in a nursing home, whatever, my guess is typically off. Mm hmm. People need all different amounts of food. It's very individualized. And our culture will say like, oh, you're this tall and weigh this much. This is how much food you need. And we all think that that's right. And we need Mm -hmm. to ignore our hunger and discipline it to only need how much food we need. But I am telling you that your body tells you how much food you need Mm -hmm. and you can trust it. You really, truly can trust it. Mm. Yeah. And I always have to do my caveat here that if you're somebody that's been restricting for a long time, you might be very out of tune with your hunger and fullness. Your body might not be sending those signals mm-hmm. anymore. And so you do need to work with someone to get your metabolism going and get that stuff firing again and get those signals back. But
1: Yeah. I was just, I was just reading about ADHD and Mm -hmm. how that can connect to not being able to hear your body signals
2: as well, which I thought was really fascinating. Yeah. Wow. We're learning about the same things at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, so good. Erin, any final thoughts?
0: I just want to circle it back to the heart issue just because that I think is the most important thing. And Anything we're doing, any decision we're making at all, whether it's about food or body or just anything we're doing in life, I think we move at a pace that doesn't allow us to do a lot of Mm self-reflection and self-examination. So I would pose to the listeners or viewers, if you've ever um, thought what Heather thought about discipline and food, this is your invitation to do a heart check Mm -hmm. and an inventory. What do I believe? What do I believe about food? What does God say about me? What do I actually believe? Mm-hmm. And look for the lies, look for the cultural messages that have snuck in and like really peel back all the layers. And um, it's okay to be honest with yourself and with God, with all of that stuff and um, beautiful things happen when you do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And I, I was thinking just to glom onto that as we kind of close up here, some of the, for me personally, and so I know someone watching and listening might be able to relate. Some of my fear is around whether or not I'm disciplined, like, oh, I need to be more disciplined. And then some of that fear is, are people going to think I'm undisciplined? Yeah. Right. So, so bringing it back to, wait a second, this is a personal thing. I need to sort out (laughs) with the Lord, like, okay, help me. (laughs) How do I need to grow here? And that really is like, no one else's beeswax as I think I said in the fifth grade right? it's not that you're beeswax um but it's no one else's business right like like mm. we we have to man stop living for the approval of others yeah. and, and keep our eyes focused on what he's telling us to do and what he wants of us you have a final thought Shar?
2: Mm, you no. guys nailed it take the time to reflect and ask the questions Like, what is the true function or purpose of trying to discipline Mm. my food? Yeah. Does that true desire line up with scripture?
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, ladies, thanks for being on the show today. I know everyone can find out more about you and listen to your podcast at intuitive eating for And Shar, I know you're doing coaching and have a course and you guys got a lot of stuff going on. You even have a workbook that goes with the intuitive eating the first season of your show. So go check out all that they have at intuitive eating for Christian Thanks for being with me again. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. The Compare Do Show is part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. For more great content, go to lifeaudio.com. Oh, hey there, before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration, and I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free.